You're listening to Having a Chat on CJRU in Toronto. This is the show where we take interesting people with interesting experiences and lots of things to say and come together to talk about the music that we love. Today on the show, we have Reed McMaster from Toronto garage rock and roll band Fadeaways. You can catch them on the upcoming Beaches Tour across Canada and two sold-out nights at the Danforth Music Hall. This is Having a Chat. So before we kick things off, uh, Reed's band Fadeaways put out an EP in the uh, in the beginning of 2019. So just to give the listeners some context before we uh, get his thoughts on the music that he's been listening to, we're going to listen to one of his songs. This is She Don't Know Why by Fadeaways on CJRU. I don't have no fun I 
All right, that was Fadeaways with She Don't Know Why on CJRU, and we have got Reed from Fadeaways here with us. All right, Reed, welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me, man. I'm stoked to be here. Um, so, the first song that I want to play, I'm going to pick a song, then you're going to pick some songs, uh, is a tune that's very near and dear to both of our hearts. Uh, you know what it is, so why don't you, why don't you tell the listeners what, uh, what they're in for? Uh, so first song we're going to be listening to is Supersonic by Oasis by your suggestion, which I was very happy to hear about because I know we've we've had some great memories with that tune, playing it with the boys on you know different different gigs and many different many different jams and stuff. So it's definitely uh, definitely holds a special place in both of our hearts, I think, and I think it's really cool and really fitting to like you know have first song in the first episode of the of the show to be the first first Oasis single. I think that's that's pretty hype. So. Uh, yeah, I th- I don't know uh, how much more there is to say about this tune. I think it kind of speaks for itself yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. All right, this is Supersonic by Oasis on CJRU.
All righty, you are listening to Having a Chat on CJRU, and you just heard Supersonic by Oasis off their 1994 debut album, Definitely Maybe. In the studio with us today, we have Reed McMaster from the band Fadeaways. Reed, what song have you got next for us? Uh, so the first song that I picked uh, is a song called Feels Like 37 by DMAs, who are an Australian band that uh, they've kind of come into come into the public eye in the past I want to say like five or six years or so so they're still a fairly fairly new band uh, this song was from their first their first EP I believe that came out uh, a couple years ago it's really really great it's kind of got this uh, acoustic guitar bass to it that I really really love I always loved songs that kind of have like you know you could play it in an acoustic guitar and it right. still sound just as just as mega as it does in a full band setup right. um, but yeah this song caught my eye because Stefan showed me this song a while ago actually um, because of the uh, the vocal refrain that goes on in the, uh, I guess it's the chorus section of it. It really, really caught my eye. The vocalist, he's a guy called uh, Tommy O'Dell. He's got a really, really fantastic. Is he, is he the one who looks like uh, Handsome Shrek? No, 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 no. That's uh, that's Johnny Took. That's uh, that's the acoustic <laughs> guitar master of the band. But uh, no, Tommy O is uh, he's the. Uh, the bucket hat wearing yellow tinted glasses, uh, boy of my own heart. So, right. he's so a... while we're on that topic, I mean, what, mm-hmm. what's interesting about the DMAs, and I, I first heard of them because they did a bunch of shows opening for Liam Gallagher, obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, very near and dear to both of our hearts. Um, but I've actually first heard of them while I was in Australia, and mm-hmm. I was very, very surprised to learn that they're Australian because you know, when you think of Australian bands, you think of more of sort of a, a surfy beach kind of vibe, whereas mm-hmm. the DMAs almost have like a sort of 1990s Britpop vibe. I mean, what oh, what is course. it, do you think, that sort of has set them apart um, from these sort of, their contemporary Australian bands? Mm, well, that's a really good point to bring up because I think that's something that they've definitely, obviously, you know, they, they have to have leaned into it a little bit, but that whole kind of idea of trying to resurrect that late 80s, early 90s, like British sound is, there was a real vacancy for that, I think, in, in the music scene, in the whole entire world in general. And, um I think it was really, really interesting to see a band be so uh, artistically confident in their identity and their sound to be able to really like kind of kind of fill that void that a lot of people were a lot of people were looking for in the you know in the breakup of BDI and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it is really interesting to see them come from Australia because so many people that I talk to about them they're like, oh, they're not from England. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it is definitely a bit of a surprise. It's really cool to see that um, that very very. Um, innately British sound come up in another place in the world. You know, yeah. it's, it's really another cool. one of the colonies. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. well, <laughs> exactly. Well, let's let's hear it then. This is the DMAs on CJRU.
right, that was the DMAs. If you're just tuning in, we are having a chat with Reed McMaster on CJRU. Uh, Reed, what song have you got next for us? Uh, so the next song I picked is a song called Liberty Bell by a band called Fontaine's DC out of DC standing for Dublin City out in Ireland. Um, and this version that I picked is not the version that appears on their uh debut album that came out this year which it's called Doggirl if you haven't heard it check it out it's fantastic for sure like my favorite album of yeah, 2019 one of the best albums of 2019 without a doubt yeah absolutely like when I first heard that record it was really really fantastic to hear you know a band going really tried and true with that uh the the old style of garage rock music you know so i really really fell in love with that record but in listening to it i was looking at their page on spotify and stuff and i realized that before they had released their debut album they released four uh a side b side singles that came out over the course of uh 2018 and it included some tracks that were on the album as well but recorded in completely different versions they're they're more slowed down it's got a lot more reverb on the whole thing it's a little bit um it's a little bit less polished, which I kind of liked. So I really enjoyed being able to, you know, go between the record and have these like super polished versions of these songs that are super clean cut, and then also go back and listen to the singles versions to right. to see the difference between them, and you know, maybe some of the different uh, artistic ideas that the band would have implemented on, like you know, saying we want the album to be really cohesive, so we want all the songs to sound kind of right. kind of the same, which is obviously important. But with you know, recording singles on their own, there was a bit more like artistic freedom, I would imagine, to right. kind of yeah, yeah. experiment a little bit. You're, more. you're not tied to that um you know that that one album setting yes um so i mean something that that i've noticed with you guys with your group fadeaways is Mm -hmm. you know you you've re-recorded and re-released songs before much Mm -hmm. like fontaine's in this case Mm -hmm. um so how can you relate to sort of you know you you do it one way and then you know things change you want to try something new i mean Mm -hmm. what can you tell us about the way that that's played a role in your songwriting uh, well, there's definitely, you know, a whole idea of uh, wanting to correct your mistakes, I guess. Like when you when you finish something, you put some punctuation on like be it a song or, or an EP or whatever it is, you obviously hear stuff that you'd want to change. And that definitely puts you into a mindset of like, oh, what would I do better next time or what would I do differently? So it was it's definitely a um, recording is always a product of the environment that it's in. So if you record one song one day and one song the next day in the exact same studio, like they're they're bound to sound like fairly similar but if you go like you record the same song in two different studios they're going to sound completely different you know so it's it's definitely a a product of the environment that they come up in but um it's an interesting thing to to feel like you want to perfect a song and really get it to the place that you want it to be and it's kind of hard sometimes to say like oh maybe this isn't the way that we wanted it to turn out or it didn't didn't sound exactly how we expected it to but i guess in uh, i guess in these guys case and in our case as well in the past it's kind of nice to get another chance at that yeah, <laughs> sometimes yeah, a second shot at it mm-hmm. all right well this is fontaine's dc with liberty bell darklands version you know i love that Just like me, just like you, man, it's 
That was Fontaine's DC with Liberty Bell, Darklands version. If you're just tuning in, we are here having a chat with Reed McMaster of Fadeaways. Reed, what song do you got next for us? Uh, so the next one, I wanted to put in a song. I realized when I was picking a lot of these, that I was picking a lot of modern songs and stuff that had come out you know, in the past five, ten years or so. So I wanted to pick something that was a little bit more... A little bit more old style, so we're going back to going back to the '70s with this one. But uh, it's a song called "Mama, We're All Crazy Now," spelt in a very weird way that I don't know if I could properly explain. Uh, by a band called Slade, and they were kind of the kings of glam rock in the early '70s in England. They were just very, very known for writing loud music and that that had choruses that you could shout along to with your friends and were really just about true to life feel good rock and roll you know mm-hmm. so when i first heard about these guys i uh i really fell in love with their their idea and their their sound so yeah. this is this has been a tune that i really really enjoyed covered by the runaways which they have a very great version as well but i thought playing the original so would be i feel cool. like slade's interesting because I think a lot of bands cover Slate. I mean, I know mm-hmm. Oasis has covered them many times. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you just said the Runaways. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, did they did they write "Come on, Feel the Noise"? Was that their tune originally? They did. Yeah. Which... So then, like a bunch of bunch of different bands have covered that over uh-huh. the, over the years. Um, but it's funny because when, when I think of them, just sort of like the sort of English glam hard rock band, I just I can't not think of Spinal Tap. Of course, um, yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah. I feel like that must have been like a big source of the inspiration for yeah, it. Yeah, I was watching. It's really funny that you mentioned that. Actually, I was watching a documentary about Slade, funnily enough, like two nights ago, and they talk about how in the documentary that Slade were like the basis for what the band in Spinal Tap was. Kind yeah. of, obviously, there's you know a million different influences that that went into that movie and a million different stereotypes of '70s rock and roll that that were 
played on in a really great way. But yeah, they were kind of the main inspiration right. for for that uh, for that movie because they had like you know the boots that were two feet <laughs> off the ground and mirrored top hats, and they played yeah. on top of the pops like not playing live, like playing to their tracks yeah. and stuff like that with the balloons like and the spandex oh, trousers, spandex that, trousers. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Love like, that. Yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was so funny because I think it's really interesting in rock music as like a kid to you know you're playing guitar hero and you're seeing all these posters and you kind of you understand these like classic tropes of what it means to be rock and roll and what uh like you know the parody of like the singer and guitar hero being like an exact parody of anthony kiedis you know what i mean stuff like that i find it interesting growing up like you know coming out from coming out of youth and learning all these new things and like discovering all these all these bands and stuff to kind of see like Oh, so that's where that comes from. Yeah, oh, exactly. that's like that's this what is kind this of like is the OG. On. Yes, yeah. exactly. All right, exactly. very very cool. All right, well, this is Slade on CJRU. <laughs> Stop now, come on 
if you're just tuning in, uh, we are here with Reed from Fadeaways. Uh, and up next, he's got a song by, uh, by a Toronto local band, but uh, a band that's certainly reached well beyond the boundaries of Toronto. Reed, what have you got for us? Uh, so the next song we're going to play is uh, by a band called Fucked Up. Uh, the song is called Turn the Season. Uh, it's off their rock opera, quote-unquote, album um, called David Comes to Life that came out in 2008. Um, I got introduced to this song through uh, looking up uh, the band because I had heard from you that they were one of your favorite bands for a long, long time, and it was just the song that I that I chose to listen yeah. to for that first time. And as soon as I heard it, when that, that first guitar riff came in, I was just absolutely in love with it it's a it's a total testament to mike halichuk just being a studio wizard oh, uh, in sure. terms of like layering and uh and getting like getting a really specific vibe across in the song well this they're is... all they're all just very very talented as individual mm-hmm. musicians i mean absolutely. when we were talking about this a little bit during the break i mean i they were my band during high school mm-hmm. um i you know i went to a, a very preppy all boys school and while I and while I loved it there I did sort of fancy myself as a bit of a sort of punk rock kid and uh what was interesting is that a couple of guys from fucked up actually went to my high school um so I I revered them I idolized them and mm-hmm. um story I was telling you over the break I mean me and my best friend wore our high school gym shirts and went to see fucked up play a show at the great hall mm-hmm. and uh you know and we chatted with uh with damien the singer afterwards and you know talked about just swapped stories of going to the same school <laughs> uh which just you know really really hit home for me um but what is it i remember you were talking earlier about sort of young govs vocals in the chorus um can you speak to us a little bit more about that yeah absolutely so i think uh, I don't actually know if I'm correct on this. You may need to fact check this one, Milky. But um, this album, I think, was one of the first ones that uh, Ben Cook was playing. Uh, playing yeah, I with think Fucked that Up. that's right. Um, and he has a really, really distinctive uh, vocal style because he he came from playing in a hardcore band. Obviously, he was the singer in No Warning. Um, but he also has this really, really great uh, pop sensibility to him and a really, really fantastic singing voice. So when the chorus comes in in this song, he adds this uh, like kind of higher register melody that goes over um, Damien's screaming that I think just really, really got me the first time I heard it because I had never truly heard a hardcore punk song that I thought was so wide ranging in terms right. of genre like it there was so much more to it than just right. than just being like a punk song and um yeah i think having that it's so interesting to see like real true like pop sensibility come in to play with like punk music because there's obviously a million and one ways that, that could get super cheesy super yeah. fast oh but, of course i mean these guys keep it so authentic and so genuine in like a really really cool way that i really loved so hearing that like and obviously the first time i heard it i didn't really know that story but like you know right. yeah going you've done and, your you know your research some research that. yeah yeah i mean yeah. i always like to think of them um as sort of like the rush of punk rock mm. in the sense that they they really were not particularly keen on sort of being confined to that genre and right. any sort of preconceived notions and ideas of what that genre could be i mean you know the, uh, like a hallmark of hardcore punk is very very short songs mm-hmm. so they said you know what we're going to put out a 20 minute song um and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, to me, 
is almost in a way like the most punk rock thing you can do is mm. to to stray from sort of the conventional definitions of what of what that genre holds. Yeah, of course. Um, all right, so this is "Turn the Season" by Fucked Up off David Comes to Life.
Alrighty, that was Turn the Season by Fucked Up on CJRU, and uh, we, had, we had some questions about it, uh, and we had our producer, uh, Melky, pull up some, uh, some facts on the album. Uh, what have you got for us? Um, well, I think the first one was yeah, the first, I, got, I got the year wrong. Yeah, Reed got the year wrong. It. It's 2011 release, and it was named Spin Magazine's album of the year that year. Um, and then, uh, and then this this was the first. This was indeed the first fucked up record that Ben Cook, aka Young Gov, played on. Um, and then something else is Kurt Vile seems to have played on this record. He didn't play on Turn the Season, but he played on this record, which is uh, which is really cool. I mean, it's something that they're somewhat known for doing, I suppose, on um, some of their later records, especially is just bringing together interesting collaborators. Um, uh, like Gord Downey, Jay Mascus, uh, a bunch of others. Um, all right, so Reed, uh, when asking you to pick some tunes, I also asked you to pick an album that you're rather fond of. Uh, mm. What do you got for us? Uh, so the album I picked is a uh, little, little homegrown talent. Uh, we got the Canadian boys, The Dirty Nil, and their album Master Volume, uh, which is as soon as i heard it i had like a lot of hype going going into it because the dirty no was you know obviously they've been a fantastic band in in the uh, in the ontario and canadian music scene for the past couple of years but master volume seems to have really been them truly hitting their stride and really really figuring out their sound so when i first heard that record i i absolutely fell in love with it um uh yeah it's just got like a really really great heaviness to it while still keeping a um an accessibility for for any rock fan. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of heavy music as much as a uh, as much as the next guy, but I definitely like to have like a mix of that and I really really admire when bands are able to, you know, put out heavy music but still keep it to the point that it it doesn't feel like you're getting distracted by the hardness right. of the music, you know what I mean? So something else that you know that I always that I've sort of come to love about this band is their live show, mm, and and absolutely. I spoke to you about this after like the very first time I saw them live, I was actually covering them for CJRU, and I noticed so many similarities in the way Luke Bentham, the frontman, and mm-hmm. you move on stage. I yes, mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. I I have seen fadeaways maybe north of 50 times at this point so i've kind of you know i've got a very good appreciation for the little subtleties in your movements uh-huh. and the whole time i'm watching this guy perform i'm just thinking this guy is playing exactly like reed from fadeaways yeah um <laughs> so talk to me about what it is about their live show that sort of inspires you yeah i mean well like anybody that has seen the dirty no live can can really attest to their charisma as a group uh both both um luke bentham who's their uh their singer and guitar player and um ross miller who's their bass player have this just these fantastic moves on stage like you know they don't stand still for for even a second you know and i saw i know the one move that you're talking about is this uh it's like this weird like knee bend like put your feet in kind of thing where you're like kind of kind of going into a power slide and i saw i saw him do that when uh when i saw them play one time and i was like oh man i i gotta i gotta have me some of that you know so it was i would like to say that i did more uh practicing in my bedroom up with uh up in a mirror with like a tennis racket as like a guitar (laughs) than i did uh it was definitely kind of a trial and error kind of thing and i just pulled it out in the moment yeah just pulled it out really hoped i didn't uh Hope that didn't break anything, you know. Yeah. But uh, no, you nailed it. No, it was great. I'm I'm always happy to to take a page from the book of Luke Bentham, who is currently, in my opinion, one of the best front men going right now. Like yeah. he is just 
he is just fantastic. Yeah, really, really agree great more. performer. All right, this is the Dirty Nell. We're going to play two songs off Master Volume. First up, this is That's What Heaven Feels Like on CJRU.
that was the Dirty Nil with a couple tracks off Master Volume. If you're just joining us, we're just wrapping up this hour of having a chat with uh, with Reed McMaster from Fadeaways. And uh, as the format of this show goes, I uh, I get to pick the last song. So Reed, I've picked one of yours. This is uh, your latest single, as they do with your group Fadeaways. Uh, what can you tell us about this song? Uh, well, this tune uh, we released this year uh, as the first release since uh, we did our EP. Last was... year. Oh, my God, last year. Whoa, yeah. it's 2020. Oh, that's weird to think about. Yes, okay, so that is, uh, I suppose it is the the last single we released last year in 20, 2019, the last single of the decade. But, um, yeah, we, we wrote this song kind of just at the tail end of a tour that we did uh, in 2018, and... Uh, we started implementing it as like a starting song and it's kind of become like a staple for us in sets like that where uh, we've we've always liked to start with it. Uh, we just think it's like a really good, really good opening track. Um, and yeah, we recorded this uh, in Toronto with a couple friends of ours uh, who play in a band called Mute Choir. Shout out to them because they just released a couple of their singles and are releasing an album soon. Um, and yeah, we recorded with them at a studio called Dreamhouse that's down like pretty much right above the Horseshoe Tavern on Queen Street. Nice. And yeah, it was a really great experience because it was you know uh just a new thing to new thing to try out after after coming out of recording an ep that like we were talking about earlier you get a you get a real sense of a lot of songs especially when they're recorded in the same room together that they have like a, a really distinct vibe so, right. so it was a nice uh so kind of set it apart exactly yeah it was a nice change to like try something different and see what kind of different sounds we can get so that was our first foray since the ep into into doing that and it's been uh it's been fun it's just uh it's a song that we're really proud of we're really proud of the recording of it, I think it's got a nice, nice chorus. Sean and I do a nice little tasty double solo in there, so yeah. that's always a good little, good little friendship moment. Nothing like ripping a guitar solo with your bud, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really have, uh, don't really have too much to say about it. I've definitely, definitely sang it and talked about it a million times. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, well, let's hear it then. Uh, this is Fadeaways with As They Do on CJRU.
All right, that was As They Do with Fadeaways. We are in the studio here with Reed from Fadeaways, and we are just about to wrap up this first episode of Having a Chat on CJRU. Uh, just want to say thank you very much, Reed, for coming out. And, uh, Reed, have you got anything to promote, anything that the band has got going on at the moment? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I appreciate the little the little plug of the latest single there. It's always very sweet of you to to toss in some promo for the boys um and yes we do have uh we have a new single coming out that's called i won't lie that's going to be coming out in, uh, in the next next couple months or so uh we're hoping to get that out just in time for going on tour with the beaches which we are doing also with our friends goodbye honolulu who are another another great band from toronto we're going out uh we're doing a bunch of dates around ontario and quebec through um through february uh, and just going into the beginning part of march so if this comes out before then make sure to get your tickets online because they're definitely definitely well, going one of the quickly. one of the two danforth shows that you're doing is sold out yes. if i'm not mistaken yes tickets one of the are going shows. fast for the next one so uh so be sure to check that out mm-hmm. all righty reed thanks very much for coming in man yeah thanks for having me brother